Beep. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Good Stuff Smiles to Miles podcast. I brought on two more of my teammates, so welcome to the podcast, Mr. Taylor Herrera and Gabe Wagner. Oh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today, but I want to start my fellow guests off with a question. So, in your opinion, which running shoe brand is the best and why? Um... This is my first year running. I'm just going to go with the Brooks. Why? Because it's the only pair I have. Do you like them? Yeah. Okay. I like the support on the bottom of them. I'd say Brooks, too. I've just been running with them. Skip that question. (laughs) Keep going. Okay. Well, I kind of want to start this podcast off with another question. And I asked Joel this question, too. But Gabe... Tell us your experience about the chocolate milk mile. Oh. <clears throat> it wasn't very fun. I thought it was going to be fun. And I got last. You got last. That's very disappointing. Yeah, I did. You didn't even finish. You didn't even no, finish? No, no, no. <laughs> Only reason someone drank my last cup. Wasn't it Max? Yes, it was Max. So, Taylor, why didn't you run it? I was working. At Freddy's? Yes. Yeah, people, Taylor works at Freddy, so go visit him. I'm still work there. I'm quitting once I get my car. Okay, okay, well, okay, let's start off with some running-based questions. So, first one off, how do you know when it's time to quit in running when you're, like, hurting? Like, when your muscles start to hurt, how do you know when it's just, like, to call it quits? Never call it quits. Pain isn't real. I'm being serious, though. So, what, the, what about your that's, injury? That's what, that's what I did all of June. It would hurt. Keep running. Did you regret <laughs> it? No. I'm not going to stop. That makes me look like a baby. Okay, but when you didn't stop. I'd rather look like an idiot than a baby. No. Oh. <laughs> but when you didn't stop, you're out for like, you've been out for like three weeks. Won't race at this next meet, won't race at Malcolm, and won't race at Pine Years. So you basically aren't going to race this whole season? <coughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how many meets there are this year. Okay. Well, Gabe, what about you? Um, I don't know. When it starts to hurt, you're just like, okay, I'm done. No. Yeah. Run, it, running just makes you hurt all the time. Like, you don't just stop. Okay, well, okay, Um. let's move on to the next question. What are some good tips on how to take care of your body? Stretch. You asked the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch, okay, that's good. Taylor? Um, <coughs> eat, eat, drink the right food. I've, like, since, like, a week ago, I've stopped drinking pop, so I'm going to see how long I can go without that. Tell what about the popcorn running. and M&M's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, it does. It's not good food for running. I burn everything. doesn't matter. It won't affect me. You haven't been running for two weeks, so how have you been burning? <coughs> I just automatically burn it. I have quick metabolism. Okay. Gabe. Um, what are some good tips on how to take care of your body? Uh, being consistent with stretching, because sometimes I've done it before. You don't stretch for two or three days. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> that okay well what is the point of like a warm-up run and a cool down run why do we do them and like how does it benefit us 
I don't know. I think those are stupid. <laughs> it makes me run so much worse during a workout. I take warm-ups very... I barely run a warm-up. Makes me perform worse in the workout. Makes me already tired. <coughs> Gabe? The, well, the warm-up is to get your legs loose so you can be ready for the workout. And the cool-down is... I don't know. I don't know why we do the cool-down. Okay. Cool-down your body, stupid. <laughs> Well, we know it doesn't benefit Taylor, but does it benefit you? I don't know. A cooldown's never fun, though. A cooldown benefits, not a warm-up. <coughs> okay. Well, like, how do you step away <coughs> from the bad habits of eating junk th- food through the season? And what do you, like, consider junk food? So we kind of-ish talked about this already with, like, pop, but Popcorn how do you stop and eating that? I don't stop eating that. I keep, I keep eating whatever. Lately, though, I've cut down just a little bit on those, little. on those bad foods. The drinks, I'm only drinking water from now on. I think if Joel and Jackson can stop eating fast food, like, every single Bats. night, then you can stop eating your popcorn, M&M's, drinking soda stuff. I don't drink soda anymore. And this is a one-time thing. I normally hate popcorn. It's only good because it has M&M's in it. Gabe? Um, I don't know. You just... Do it. You just do it. Just do Nike. it. Nike. Nike. Okay. Um. So last question of our of the running, but how yep. do we switch over to eating good food that our body needs? I'm not gonna lie, that's a horrible question. <coughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um. You just gotta just gotta say no. Like when you when you see the food or like you want to eat it, just say no. I'm gonna stop. It's for a better purpose. Like, just it, it doesn't help you at all. You gotta discipline yourself. Yeah. Gabe. Uh, once you like see the results of eating bad, then you'll probably just switch over to eating good food. Okay. Well, moving in to our faith and running questions, tying it together. Um, why is it so easy that at the end of a cross country race or like any other sport, whether it's baseball, basketball, volleyball? Etc. Uh, we start to like glorify ourselves and not God. And like part two, do you ever find yourself glorifying you and not God? Um. Well, <laughs> after a long race, say say you do well, you want to like take the attention. You want to like boast about it. And, like you want to like tell and like show everyone that you did good. So you you normally don't think about glorifying God at that moment. But if you have a bad race, you don't really want to glorify yourself. Or God, because you're just like, you could be mad or sad about it. It doesn't even come to your mind. Yeah. Uh, when you finish a race uh, or any activity, you never really think about God. You always think about yourself first. And <coughs> I think that's what you got to start doing is trying to think about God first. Even during the competition, races, whatever it is. Yeah. Have you found, like, anything that, like, helps you to look to glorify God instead of yourself? Like, have you found any ways that have just stuck with you? People have talked about it, the focal points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey Timmons, like, he said, the like, the track thing with the, the lines. You remember what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes, that is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the focal points. Okay, so um, when running, what... This is a question with focal points. Um, 
what focal points do you uh, look for to remember Jesus during your run or even a race? So we kind of talked about it already, but. Um, so like cross country, I don't really know what to use as that. I just like, I, when I'm running normally, I like, I try and actually think about God during it. Like I've done it before just running on the trails, <laughs> but I haven't even ran a cross country race ever. So I don't really know for that. But during a track race, just the lines, using yeah. those. Gabe? Honestly, during a race, I don't think. You just don't think? Yeah, I just run. But, like, do you ever, like, try to find, like, symbols in, like, the trees or something that, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, make a cross or you, like, think about the weather and it's, like, we're really lucky to run in this weather or, like, it's, like, we're running right now. Like, we should be thankful to that we have lakes to run, you know? Yeah. Everything about that? I'm, I'm focused on the race. I feel thankful just that I have the opportunity to run. It doesn't matter if I'm running well or if I'm running bad. I'm just... You should be thankful at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just focused on the race. Okay. Well, um, my next question is a, like a Taylor-based question. So um, uh, you kind of already talked about it, but uh, for the people listening who don't know, you've been out with an injury for two, two and a half two to years. three weeks. Two, two and a half to three weeks, and um, you just haven't been running in anything. So, like, has God taught you anything through this, like, break from running? Um, Just with everything, I feel like God has spoke to me. Like, some things don't, like, absolutely matter. Just, like, focus on the important things. Like, I started focusing more on God during these hard times, and it's helped me a lot. Like, quiet times in the morning before school and stuff like that. I've just found it. I feel like I'm more, like, happy and, like, I don't really know how to explain it. But I'm just more joyful at all times, knowing that, like, I did my quiet time and I was with God that morning. It just feels amazing. Do you ever, like, question God and ask him, like, why did you have this in store for me? Or it's like, why are you making me have this injury? with With a lot of things, actually. Like, why me? Like, why not someone else? Like, why do I have to get hurt? Mm-hmm. And has he ever, like just you've like sat down and you're like listening to him has he ever like responded and just like told you or talked to you about it i mean like i've thought about it during my quiet times and i just feel like i've i don't know what i was reading but it's like uh be that it was another thing about being thankful be thankful for what you have and like yeah even having the opportunity to run just like the opportunity to take a break and focus on myself during this injury and like <clears throat> Just being able to just completely focus on myself, like make myself better, even when I'm hurt in a rough time. Yeah, I liked how you talked about being thankful because we can take um, running and being able to run totally <coughs> for granted. Um, like another thing I would think of was like how it's it's I don't know where I saw it, but it was like everything's part of God's plan. Like I don't know what His plan is for me, but. It is what it is. Like, he knows what he has in store for me and mm-hmm. what my plan is. Yeah, I, I really like that. Well, I kind of want to, like, take a pause in between these questions right now and just want to ask you guys about your experience in Mexicali because we've talked about this on our first and second episode, <clears throat> and you guys both went on Mexicali. So um, tell us, tell the listeners, like, what you experienced on that. Like, what did God teach you? Was it life-changing? Stuff like that. Gabe, you can start off with this one. I don't have a ton to say about this, but you can start off. 
Um, I feel like it was very interesting because they were like very poor, and then like just the atmosphere because like everyone that went on the trip wanted to be there, and like everyone was focused on God and serving the uh, serving other people. And you don't really get that environment here, like in Christian. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I guess the preaching there was pretty good too, and they all like connected to like what we were doing, and like helped drive you. You came home like after those, after you do like the VBS. You came home and you're like tired, but it was it was worth it. Yeah. Did like um. Did you did like the kids teach you anything while you were there? Yeah. Um. Something that I noticed and I really enjoyed <laughs> seeing was just like how thankful they were and like how happy they were at all times, even when like times weren't good for them, like COVID. They didn't have a lot of money. They, it was just rough times for them. They were always super happy. And they, like, even in the church, all the kids were, like, close to Jesus. And it was just, like, really impactful just to see. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the most impactful would be, like, at the orphanage. Where, like, they were, like, always, like, smiling when we'd arrive. Yeah, I mean, they, like, they had, like, not very good family situations. But they always, like, brought joy when we got in. And then, like, when we left, they were very sad, and that was something really I, I've been, like, thinking about, and I've, like, said sometimes, like, what Mexicali, I've heard it before at FCA Weekend of Champions, and it was just that, uh, it's, like, God set a fire in your heart, like, that's how I felt, like, I feel that now, I feel that, I felt that in Mexicali, and, like, it just feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it was definitely life-changing, and, like, I know you changed the kids' lives, but did you, like, grow closer with the people that you served with, like, your friends and teachers and stuff like that? <coughs> yep. I got to know, like, David pretty well from the experience since mm-hmm. he was in my group. I got to know, like, Ashlyn pretty well. I mean, I even got to know Taylor <laughs> and, like, Gage. <laughs> When, like, pretty much all the guys grew closer, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. It was, I'd say everyone grew closer. Like, just being able to, like, be with your friends <laughs> and some of the people that you love. Just, like, talk about Jesus and experience this with them. It was just amazing. And did you grow close with, like, any of, like, the adults, like, Worka or Mrs. Acton or Me Mr. and Worka Dolman. were homies. <laughs> Me, I became best friends with Tracy also. Like, one of the times we we were at the church we were at, we were at some place called, uh, I, I forgot, um, but, Come like, on, it's your best friend moment, you should know this. I don't know what the church is called, um, it's some, it starts with an S, but <coughs> me and Brad's wife, Tracy, we, uh, we grew pretty close, and we're like, we were best friends at the time, and... Kind of now, we don't see each other a lot, but uh, we would, like, she would take me to the store all the time, <laughs> like, and just being able to, like, the, I really liked seeing the servant attitude with everyone, like, we all had our daily chores that we had to do, but, like, people would, I would complain as a joke, but, like, I wouldn't think about saying no, like, I would say, like, they're like, do you want to take out the trash? I'm like, no, but I'll do it. But, like, just 
having that attitude where you'll do it like it's just <coughs> it it's so much different there. I I like it there so much better because like the environment is just amazing. Mhm. Anything else, Gabe? I feel like I grew closer to Ecton probably since she was in my group. Mm-hmm. She was a translator. TV. It was. And yeah, because I would spend a week with her. It was nice having a good translator, though. <laughs> well, um, you talked about this when you guys got back when you had your Mexicali chapel, um, and you highlighted about this, Gabe, but here's your base question. Um, can you talk about what um, it means to be, like, a lukewarm Christian? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, a lukewarm Christian is, like, someone who just, like, goes through the motions, and they're, like, they're, like, not all in. Like, you can easily... You can easily do that here because you like you go to Bible class every day. You read the Bible in Bible class. You you think you're saved, you do all this, but like you really don't like actually want to be, you don't care as much. You also go to Sunday school and stuff and you go to church on Sunday. You have like the head knowledge, but you don't have the heart knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you're just like doing it cuz you have to do it. Or you're like a Christian cuz your parents are Christians. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. We talked about that in Bible class about the head knowledge and heart knowledge. Spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity where you have to have the heart knowledge. And I really like knowledge. that topic. That was uh, really fun. But, like, have you guys ever found yourselves being a lukewarm Christian? Because I know I, I definitely have. Yeah. I mean, all the time. Every, I mean, everyone does. Nobody's perfect. Do you, do you have, like, <coughs> have you ever, like, grown out of it? Like, or do you still struggle with it, like, today? I feel like I've gotten a lot better with it. I don't, I mean, like, everyone still does it, but, like, I don't struggle with it as much anymore. Like, you're not going to be able to stop it. Everyone's going to have their ups and downs, but, like, you just got to try and stay consistent with him. Yeah. Gabe, anything else? Uh, I'd say it's kind of hard because I think you go up sometimes. Like, I have passion where, like, I'm, like, all in in the word for, like, Mm -hmm. a week or two, and then I'm, like, it just stopped, and I'm, like, never in it. So that's what I'd say is tough, is trying to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I guess it's just really important to be a, um, consistent with, like, our Bible and going to church because it's just, like, we just want to just keep getting closer and closer to God, and we know God wants to be closer with us. But, like, moving on to, like, um, some different topics, but, like, do you ever just not read the Bible because you guys are on your phone? I've, I've definitely, <laughs> yes, that's for sure. I mean, everyone does that now. <coughs> No one just, like, randomly thinks in their day, oh, I got to read the Bible. Like, that's why I, I, I set time aside <coughs> to do it, and, like, if I have time and I think of it, I'll try and do it. But it's, like, I'm just, like, co- uh, always constantly focused on myself. I don't really think to read the Bible at times. Mm-hmm. I just procrastinate it. I, like, wake up in the morning, I'm, like, yeah, I should probably get in the word. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it later in the day. End up not doing it. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's like kind of a bad habit because yeah. like that's that's <coughs> why I like to do it in the morning. I don't. I don't. I like waking up <laughs> early, but I hate the like first minute of being awake. I always want to like go back to bed, but that feeling of just like finally being awake <coughs> and then like you do your quiet time and you're with God. It just feels. It feels like refreshing, but like just being with him in the morning, it makes your whole day better. Yeah, 
Like, Gabe, you have, you wake up, what time? 4 a.m., 5 a.m.? 6.30. Oh, never mind then. 6.30. I know, I know you like to wake up early, so, like, it'd be, you should do it. Just try quiet times, 5, 15 minutes, 5 to 15 minutes, like, even reading the FCA uh, Bible lesson plan we're doing <coughs> to that team, or reading your own, uh, just on your own, reading your own books that you choose, like Colossians, Ephesians, Galatians. I really like those to read. Yeah, because it's like, even though you're not just like opening the word, like even if you just do those Bible plans and stuff, you're still getting a little glimpse into the word because it gives you verses to read. So it's very important to be consistent with it. But um, So we're Christians and we read the word and uh, we're called to go share it out. But like, do you ever find yourself ashamed of what you believe in? I mean, yes. Every like, when worshiping, we all we don't sing our hearts out, but like in the car, I'll be singing my heart out, just singing as loud as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, but like what Chris said, like with the student section, we should be as loud as we can. We shouldn't be ashamed of it because like the people around, they're also believers. We should like try and worship together, like we. I don't think we should be ashamed of that, but we all do it. Yeah. So, like, uh, we were talking about in chapel last Wednesday, uh, one of our students, Christian Witt, talked about, like, um, at football games, our student sections get so hype, and we we just, like, yell and scream, but it's like, why don't we do that in worship? And it's because, like, we're afraid of what other people might think of us. So it's like we really need to, like, um, if we are willing to scream and cheer really loud, um, for our football team or any other uh, sport competing, then we should be able to do that and not feel ashamed when we worship Jesus because, um, I mean, he deserves the worship because of what he has done for us. Um, but, like, uh, why do you think it's so hard to be open about the gospel and just the word in general? It's a topic, like, <coughs> people don't really want to discuss with, like, their friends or family. Um, because there's the people in the world that really don't like it. You don't want to like. <clears throat> nobody likes being hated by certain people. People like try and hide their faith, and we should really be like showing people and like trying to help, also help them grow in their faith. Anything, Gabe? Uh, I feel like you just like want to fit in with the world and fit in with like your friend group. Mm-hmm. And if you like don't have a friend group that do- doesn't go to like a Christian. You don't really, like, go out to hang out with them to, to spread the word. Yeah. You, like, go out to, like, have fun, which would be hard. And they might, like, you're probably, like, scared that they'll unfriend you because you, you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, when you have <coughs> friends like that who might do that to you, um, you've got to ask yourself sometimes, like, if they're really your true friend because I don't. Because a true friend probably would not make fun of you for believing in that. So, like, you really just got to um, find those true friends that will stick with you. And it's, like, we shouldn't be ashamed to share that because, like, who cares? It's, like, God wants us to go um, share the good news with everyone we possibly can. And if we just don't uh, take that risk to go and share, then um, people that might just really need to hear it might just not get saved. So, like just so important to like go out and share the word that he has given us you know yeah <laughs> so um 
God calls us to go and tell the world about him. I mean, that is the uh, commission. So have you ever thought about um, going into the line of being, like, a missionary? Because I know um, there's some people here that have talked about, like, I want to be a missionary. Have you guys ever thought about doing that? I haven't. I don't really. I don't want to be, like, away. I, I like to be in Nebraska, but, like, I like the missionary trips, like, the one to Mexico, like those week or maybe even a month mission trip. I would, I would really like to do those. Like, I'm gonna try and go to Mexicali <laughs> all four years. Yeah. If there's any other ones that I can go to, I'll try and go to those. But it's like, okay, maybe just like not being a missionary. But have you ever thought about maybe when you're older, like going into the line of ministry, like maybe just starting <laughs> out with like being like a youth leader at the church or youth pastor or something along those lines of being in ministry? I've thought about it, but like, I don't, I can't be someone who like has to speak in front of a lot of people. I might be like a, one of those like youth group helpers mm-hmm. or something like that. Leaders. Yeah, but I can't, uh, I hate public speaking, so. What about like a huddle leader? Like we have at FCA, yeah, would you I, be I, one I, of those? Yeah. Gabe, would you ever, like, think about being a huddle leader? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't really think that far. <laughs> Just trying to get past high school. Gabe doesn't really think that much. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, like, I don't know. I've definitely thought about being a huddle leader or something going in the lines of ministry because it's just, like, I think just talking about Jesus just brings me joy, and it's, like, if I have a chance to just, like, save one person through what I say, like, that's totally going to be worth it. So, um, well, my last question for you guys is, uh, how do you live out God's word today? Like, or like, do you guys even live out God's word today? Like right now? And like, if you do, what are some good tips for people who might be struggling? Or if you don't live it out, then like, um, have you seeked any advice for people who actually do live it out? And, um, are better and more experienced in that? Um, like, I try and, like, lately, um, the quiet times and stuff in the morning has really helped. I, it's, like, it affects my actions, and I just try and affect how I, how I just, in general, act and speak and, like, how I treat others. Like, it just helps me a lot, and, like, yeah, I, I have thought about, uh, seeking for advice from other people like could be older brothers seniors or just other people Gabe <laughs> um I feel like it's like kind of like tough to do because like you pretty much are like I feel like you need to like have to be you need to be reading it in the morning yeah to really like apply it to your day mm-hmm. and I struggle with reading in the morning and then it'd be, like, really hard to apply in my day because I kind of just, like, read when I'm like, oh, I need a read now. Just, just wake up 15 minutes earlier. That's all you need. <laughs> I just go on my phone. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I guess, like, living out of the word today, I feel like sometimes it can be hard because we talked about this in one of our episodes, but it's, like, here at Lincoln Christian, um, we sometimes feel like, it's hard to share it here where it might be easier to share it at a school like East or Southwest because there might not be as many believers. But like sometimes 
here might be the place where people might need it most because it's like they hear so much about Jesus and all that stuff. They but just like, choose to ignore it. Yeah, sometimes. they choose to ignore it, or if they or if they don't understand it, um, they just really need to uh, just hear that from us. Where that's why I think um, it sometimes can be hard to think like, oh, no one wants to hear it here because we hear it every day. But it's like sometimes. Um, at places like Lincoln Christian or like Christian schools might be the place that people need to hear it most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, everyone plays the game. You really can't, I guess it may, you might be able to tell who's like really a believer and who's not. But everyone like, if you like, like say the school where they like, they can make a Google form, they can mm-hmm. like go ask everyone, but like nobody's going to like, Say no, I'm not a believer. Or because if, we're at a Christian school, they don't yeah. want to. No one wants to stick about out. The Bible form. Or, or if they so do do that, they won't have the courage to like put their name or yeah. be like, "I am blank and I am not a believer." They wouldn't have the courage because that's kind of like sad to think about. They, though at our schools, they don't want to do it because they know that they need God and they know the truth, but they just they're stupid and they don't like <laughs> choose. They, they don't choose the right way when it's like a. It's a clear path. Yeah, but it's also, like, I feel like some people um, today are just, like, at school, they're just kind of, like, especially our school, they can just, like, be nervous because if they're not a believer, they're afraid of what people might say here. Mm -hmm. And they um, might even be afraid um, that, like, the teachers might treat them differently, but it's, like, they need to not, they need to, like, know that here at Lincoln Christian, like, the teachers really want to help you. So it's, like... Um, I feel like even if you aren't a believer, you just really need to, like, have that faith that people will stick up for you and, like, have the, get those good friends that will stand around you and just find someone to be truthful with and be like, I am not a believer. Um, so, talking about, like, um, being on the line of, like, helping friends, like, do you have, like, a mentor or a brother or parent you go to to have help? (coughs) Or anything? Um, I've talked, he, uh, my older brother, old, oldest, uh, he's graduated college, uh, most people probably won't know him, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, he just, like, he always encourages me and Cameron, like, literally for anything, he's, like, in our cousin's group <laughs> chat that we have, um, He's like, we all need to be better and nicer towards each other. Like, he's this big encouragement, and it just, I say, it helps a lot. And I look up to my older brothers because, like, I want to be like them. Like, he's a, he's in some business. He's huge. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. And then there's Cameron. Uh, he's really smart. He he was pretty athletic too, and he's been getting bigger. Mm-hmm. My sister. What? No, I don't look up to my sister. Um. You don't look up. You don't look up to Alexis. No, I look down on my sister. She's shorter than me. <laughs> whoa, 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 you never know. Um, you're Alexis could have like really good things to say. Like she may be younger, but she could be. You know, sometimes younger people can be a little bit wiser. Maybe she know. looks up to you. <laughs> I would not be surprised. She acts exactly how I act, and I don't like it. I'd say mine is Parker. I like Parker Bash. Yes, Parker Bash. I talked to him too. You have? Uh-huh. Have you done the coffee meetings? No. Oh, you ain't there yet. He he asked me uh, if he wanted, if I wanted him to disciple me. Um, I said yes, but 
I don't know how much time I'm going to have, so. Oh, you'll have time. You just go to coffee meetings. I don't drink week. coffee. Coffee's nasty. <laughs> Scooters. You, okay, but when you go to coffee shops, they don't always sell coffee. They can sell, like, Scooter smoothies. It's strawberry banana smoothie from Scooters. That's all I would get. Starbucks has bike. refreshers, stuff like that. No. You like the Trek at New Vibe. What? New Vibe has the Trek. I got that one time. <coughs> How do you know? Because I saw Arison drinking it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, having... Um, a disciple person is really good, but like, I definitely think you really need to be wise when choosing those disciple persons, or if someone asks you, because if they're not um, more spiritually mature than you, like we we're talking about, then they're not gonna really help you at all. Like, I had one person that I was like, oh, she'd be a good, good discipleship person, and then I was like, but she's not that much more spiritually mature than me, so like, I told her that maybe it just wasn't a good fit because it's like. It just might not benefit me. So it's like you've just really got to be careful when choosing those things. I look up to other people for like for certain things. Not like not all of it's spiritual like maturity. Like for Cameron, I'll look <coughs> up to him for certain things. And then my oldest brother, I'll look up to him because I, he's he's successful and I and he's huge and I want to be like and him. He's so. huge, but does really being huge have to do with anything for me. I look up to him for being that, but I also look up to other people for being spiritual mature. And <coughs> there's other, it's just, there's several people you can look up to. It's just, you need to find the right person for to look up to for the spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Gabe? Uh, yeah. I also think, like, it's kind of weird if you, like, if you choose your mentor to be, like, someone in your grade. Yeah. Mm then it might be a little different, it's but like, you never know. They no. could be spiritual, spiritually mature. I think Parker's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Park, Parker's probably a good one. And, like, honestly, <coughs> just with what Christian said, I feel like Christian would be a good good leadership person. But, like, I you mean... Have, you also have to look at, like, the person. You can't just look at their, uh, how spiritually mature they are, but you also have to, like, Look at their actions. Like, who, who do they hang out with? How do they act normally? How like, much they care about you? Like, yeah. when you meet them for your, like, discipleship, do they, like, ask you how you're doing? Do they, like, really try to go in depth? Or do yeah. they just, like, go basic level? Yeah, I mean, my discipleship person is Riley Dahlman, and she's definitely more spiritually mature than me. But it's just so good to have those discipleship mm-hmm. people because they just really help you through a lot of stuff. But, like... They also, like, you need to choose someone who also, you know, you can be honest with them. Because it's like, if you're going through something really hard, but you don't (coughs) have, I mean, you have friends, but you don't. You have to find someone you can trust. Yeah. All your secrets, everything you do, you have to find someone that you will trust. Not tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I definitely know I'm going through some stuff right now. And it's like, I know I can go to Riley to talk about it because... I know um, she won't share it with anyone, but even through me sharing that, she just, like, helps me more and more through that by discipling me, and she, like, um, like will pull, like, things from scripture and be like, like, um, people say this, but God says this, or it's, like, anything also, I'm going through, she'll tie a verse. Like, Mr. Earl's talked about it. You can't just, like, search for that. You also have to, like, find the context of it and see if you really fit in for that verse. 
like it could be for something like you gotta read the context and see if it's uh something that would actually like work for you like do you know what i mean like yeah well kind of try like explain it a little bit more if you can't just pick out a verse because like it could mean like you got to read the context because it could mean something completely different and like it could be meant to a certain type of people it doesn't always mean <coughs> that that certain verse is going to be like meant for you like yeah you actually you gotta you just gotta read it all basically yeah i so like read how. the whole passage yeah don't just read one verse exactly yeah and it's good to take stuff out of the bible to tie it um with it but yeah definitely like even if people are I know people are scared to sometimes just go find a discipleship person because they could have, like, already tried, and then, like, they realize, oh, that discipleship failed me, so um, maybe I shouldn't find another one. But it's like, guys, it's so important to find that because you just, if you are holding on to a lot of stuff, you just really need to, um, you just really need to uh, let it out and um, trust that one person. Yeah, I'd say, like, just finding someone who you'd be, like, willing to be open So, yeah, I'd be, like, just finding someone you're willing to be, like, really open with. Because, I mean, that's, like, a struggle. I guess the first struggle is probably just, like, willing to be open about your problems. I mean, like, I still kind of, like, struggle with it. Mm -hmm. With, like, Parker, like, sometimes I just don't, don't really want to tell or just, like, give, like, the basic <laughs> answers. Mm -hmm. Can't just, you got got to spit it all out. You can't keep it to yourself. That won't help anything. Yeah, and, like, we've talked about, like, our discipleship for people like mine and your guys, um, they're all, like, um, high school students, but it's, like, you know, it's okay to have your discipleship person be, like, your mom or your dad or, like, even your youth pastor has, like, so much truth that they would love to share with you, and it's, like, they just really want to help you uh, with all the stuff that you might be holding in, so. Mm -hmm. Well, we have had a fun time on the podcast today. A good and 30 minutes? It, yeah. Wait, wait, we got to hit 40. 40 minutes? <laughs> a good 40 minutes? Well, you're not at 40 yet. We're rounding out. I need, We're rounding up. You know, I need, a, I need a jingle. Um. You can work on some jingles for me because... Uh, what, do you want, like, you mean like an intro name? to be in it, or do you want just Bethany? I don't care, I mean... Is this a my, jingle, or is this, like, an Bethany's intro Bethany's podcast. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, but it's like, That's I don't know word. if it's tech, I mean, it is my podcast, but it's like, it's God's good stuff, podcast. Smiles for Miles podcast, so it's like. Smile more. <laughs> Just kidding, not taking that. That's trademark. <laughs> I, mean, hmm. I mean, you helped Rope it out. I mean, in this times, I could use Worka. I mean, Worka made oh, up. You want me to call him up right now, see if he answers? Do it. Do it. I mean, Worka and Lane came up with their happened to what time is it um in cleveland. three in cleveland they're like an hour ahead right i have no idea let me check the clock work cleveland <laughs> okay well, it we're, is seven, we're facetiming work right now i need PM, some I, highly uh, doubt. I need some jingles jingle <laughs> do you think he didn't answer jingle bells no it's seven if he doesn't answer it <gasps> oh my no god, way. my gosh, it's work No up. way. There's no way. Work up. Special guest, Mr. Worka, on the podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about? Bethany, Bethany, give him the details for he the jingle. He needs a jingle. We need a jingle. 
Worka, I have a podcast, but I need a jingle for it. What's it called? Um, it's <laughs> called The Good Stuff Smiles for Miles. Riley came up with it with Coach Noel. The Good Stuff Smiles for Miles? It's a cross-country podcast. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you talk about? Um, we talk about faith running, running tips, faith, and then tying faith and running together. Running together. I'm just supposed to come up with this jingle on the <laughs> yeah. spot. Yes, you're Mr. Worka. You got yes, it. Yes, you're Mr. Worka, and you came up with Lane and your jingle Jacob with Taylor. Lane in the <laughs> morning. <laughs> okay, say the say the title one more time. <laughs> the good stuff. Smiles for miles. gonna think about this for a little bit i don't have a little bit i have like two minutes because my dad already came come on work up think 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 the good stuff with smiles for miles yes sir oh, i love that Worka's got it Worka, you, you gotta say you gotta sing it one more time <laughs> more passion okay tell me when okay now the good stuff Smiles for Miles with Bethany. Ooh, I, <laughs> yes, I love sir. it. I love it, Orca. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad that I could help. Thank you, Orca. <laughs> Have fun in Cleveland. <laughs> Bye, Orca. I hate Cleveland. They beat the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I hate Cleveland so much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, Orca. Well, everyone, we just had special guest, Mr. Worka. On, and you have an intro. Um, and I have an intro now. I'll have to share it with others so they can start singing it. The good stuff. Smiles for miles. With Bethany. Okay. And special <laughs> guest, Gabe and Taylor. Gabe and Taylor. Well, I can't wait to bring you guys And that's the show, on. folks. And that is the show. Oh, well, well tune in for tomorrow, I guess, because yeah. that's when I'm recording my next one. Yes, we'll, me and um, Taylor will be back at it again. <laughs> yup. Part two. Until next time, guys. <laughs>